This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer. Great to have you with us on the Farmer's Kitchen podcast brought to you by Spinneys. It's all about food. In the chef's table today was Chef James Knight Pacheco talking about Venezuelan influences, how they change the menu depending on the season at Cove Beach and the importance of a chef community too. We were meeting one of his former colleagues, Luigi Vespero, is the director of F&B and Culinary at the Waldorf Astoria DIFC and they've just launched a brand new online cake boutique. We were meeting the woman behind that. Going down under with Tiffany Eslick as we meet the makers. Food news with food writer Dan Fay and taking you to Italy via Italy. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to chefs and sometimes it might be a name from outside the country and sometimes it might be someone who's working for here in Dubai and James Knight Pacheco has been here for 10 years. He's the group exec chef now at Cove Beach and has decades of experience, has worked with some of the best in the business and is now inspiring his own team there at Cove. James, thank you so much for being with us. I always appreciate chefs giving up their Friday afternoons. I know it's a busy day in the business. How are you today? Yeah, absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Now, tell me, what would you... Uh, well, first of all, what's your payday treat in the supermarket? What do you buy? Okay, well, it has to be either two things. So, oysters. Ooh, the Dibba Bay ones yeah, they've got in spinning. Super now. cheeky. Or um, a whole local fish. Ooh, what kind of fish would you choose? Oh, my goodness. So... If I was going to the market, whether it's the waterfront fish market or the one in Jumeirah, I love the la- the really big, large red snappers. Yeah, but you're saying this as a chef. I look at that and go, I don't know what to do with it. And I kind of edge away slowly. What would you do with well, it? Well, the good thing is, is that these guys over there, so they do all the filleting and all of that kind of stuff. So you just tell them exactly how you want it prepared. And then for me, because the ingredient is incredible already, it's just about olive oil lime dill in the oven or on the fire see you later okay so they will gut and fillet it and then you can cook it for me perfect (laughs) thanks chef (laughs) can i ask you about your name yes absolutely so james knight pacheco where's the pacheco from um so uh pacheco is my mother and knight is my dad so um my mum's from venezuela and um, I was born in Venezuela. My did, dad flew oh, over. Oh, did you live there a long time? Yeah, so I lived there for, for eight years and then went back as much as I could all the time. Um, so uh, my, still, my first language is Spanish. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's quite a, a big part of my life still, um, to the point that uh, the last, the previous um, restaurant that I was working at, we just did a South American restaurant. And actually, half of it was Venezuelan food and it flew out literally well, <laughs> to my surprise. I have got no knowledge or experience about Venezuelan food at all. Can you give us some of the flavours, any dishes we might know? Yeah, absolutely. So so one of the, the, the key ingredients is they call them arepas, which is basically a corn made. So it's a flour made from corn mm-hmm. and um, it's a staple. So they have it for breakfast, lunch or dinner. Uh, you might have heard of empanadas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they have. And also there's a lot of beef dishes. Uh, fish dishes plantain is quite big but in different ways um so yeah it's 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 a varied cuisine um and there's there's a lot of different places around the world now doing venezuelan uh, things there's also a venezuelan group in, in dubai in the uae you want to give them a shout out what, so, what would you so, say what would you say <laughs> 
<risa> Buenos días, ¿cómo están todos los venezolanos? Y <risa> venezolanos. Give us a little message on 4001. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so it's really nice to have that. I mean, obviously you have the entire world Pacheco and people always ask me that. Now, tell us about Cove, because you're, as I said, exec chef, that group exec chef. What does that mean for the menu, how you split your time? And I guess it's it's a curious one as a venue being a beach club. What's your brief like? What's your, what's your kind of, I guess, challenges, obstacles, opportunities with that venue? Yeah, absolutely. So so Cove is a stunning uh, venue, really beautiful venue. We're located at Caesars Palace. Um, but we're also a st we're standalone. Mm -hmm. um, so my job there essentially is to elevate the culinary offering in every single way possible. Um, so from the breakfast right up through to the fine dining, um, every aspect, the burgers, the pizzas, the, whatever, whatever it is food wise, my job is to suit, really elevate it. And um, the fact is that now we have the opportunity to, to make a, a rather big name due to the fact that the Michelin Guide is here. Go and Milo is here. Top, uh, top 50 San Pellegrino best. Um, so we're aiming, we're aiming high um, because we have that beautiful demographic where we can be on a, on a global stage with those guides being here. Great question from Elisa on the, um, on the text line saying, um, how does the weather impact the menu cold winter cold versus sticky humidity and that, i think that's a really interesting point because you are that kind of year round but do people kind of crave or gravitate towards certain dishes depending on the season absolutely 200 so at the moment let's say okay i'll, I'll take soup for example at the moment we have a uh, tomato and watermelon gazpacho Ooh, on the menu um super popular but again as soon as the season good, good pun Thank you. As soon as the as soon as the season changes, we'll go towards the we'll gravitate towards the hot soups, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, for the ladies' day, which is super popular, everything is light, fresh, nothing too heavy. No one gets the wants to have a bloat in their bikini on ladies' day. Absolutely. <laughs> so we and you know we have this uh, we have a dry ager there. We have open fire. We have a fish market there itself, where you can literally just pick the fish. We weigh it, do whatever you want to it. Um, so we're really pushing the boundaries because. We are a beach club. We have got our, our regulars there, but at the same time, we understand the competition in Dubai is, is, you know, is fierce and we need to be up there. What about creating those Instagram moments? Because it is one of the most uh, photographed spots in the city. A bit of a pressure on your shoulders to have the food featuring in people's posts? You know, I think um, that's part of life nowadays. Yeah. And uh, we're just about to, to, to push a new menu in around a month or so. And the Instagrammable moments are already there. We've already photographed. We've already, you know, all done all of that sort of thing. Um, but apart from the actual moment itself, for me, it's all about the flavour. Good to hear. Flavour first. Chef James Knight Pacheco is with us. He's the group exec chef at Cove Beach. Decades of culinary experience. He has worked shoulder to shoulder with some of the best in the business. Raymond Blanc, Gordon Ramsay and some names from right here in Dubai as well. You were working under Gordon at the same time. Have you started a kind of survivors group? Um, yes, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak to uh, Nick uh, from <laughs> Folly and Luigi. Luigi's but, in this afternoon, <laughs> bringing you all together. Um When you look back on that time, and I know Business Breakfast this morning, we're talking about incredibly long hours and having looked through some of the messages, talking about some of the industries where, you know, you get a beasting. Um, I think surely F&B has got to be up there. What what were the realities of those hours like? Um, back then, uh, they were, it was 20 hours a day. Oh my God. No joke. Um, and then you had to travel home and be back the next day the same. So... 
uh, but the thing is back then, um, I, you know, you wanted to work with a giant like Gordon and um, you'd do anything to be in that kitchen. And there'd be people behind you if you decided you'd want to be there anymore. Well, the, the only way I could describe it is a bit like, like a pack of hungry lions. You know, you just wanted to be there and, and whatever it took, you know, so you got the work done, but it, you didn't realise how it would affect you later on, um, whether it would be physically or mentally, because you just wanted to be at the very top um, you know, of, your, of your game, literally. That's why you do it when you're young. And then you worry about your joints down the road, I'm sure. Now, you are a really key part of the chef community here in Dubai. And you've even um, started podcasts speaking to your fellow chefs, looking at, looking at the food community. Tell us why you decided to, do, to launch the Chef JKP podcast. Um, well, one of the reasons I wanted to discuss it was, was for two things. Um, I think that everybody has an amazing or inspirational food story and something to tell, mm -hmm. number one. And for me, it was an educational part on behalf on uh, inspiring younger chefs to do it because everybody thinks that they can become a social media superstar chef within three seconds. Um, and a pot of salt. You know, uh, exactly. And, and the truth is I wanted to speak about the truth about becoming a proper chef. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, for me, it was, you know inspirational stories and educating people that actually it's a lot of hard work if you want to be at the very top of the game. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't just all chefs. We also have people like Courtney Brand, um, Sarah Headley Hymers was there, um, Hatem Matar. Um, oh, so there's lots of people who have, and they have the most incredible inspirational stories. Um, their ups, their downs. Um, but overall, uh, it was all about a positive impact. And at the same time, I wanted to celebrate Dubai and the region what we have because I believe that we really do have some incredibly talented people who are in the region and they need to be spoken about. You're also a big supporter of chefs. You're the co-founder of the Dubai Chefs Collective. What's the objective of that group, James? Um, well, the objective really is that uh, for so long, uh, a lot of chefs were, were hiding their secrets, if you like. There, um, uh, there was a lot of that. When I first arrived, it, we, we, we're not talking about suppliers. And I feel like that's changed so much. It now is way more of a community. And I think my brother-in-law's a chef in London. There was a massive social scene. You finish work, you finish your shift, you'd go out in Soho, you'd chat, you'd, ha you know, and Dubai, because of the geography of the city, that wasn't really part of the chef life, to the best of my understanding. Yeah, not at all. You're absolutely right. Whereas now we have this incredible group of really amazing people um, from all sorts, on all walks of life. Um, we share suppliers, we share CVs if somebody needs a chef. Um, we literally share everything about what we're doing and we just celebrate each other. Um, and there's no ego involved and it's basically getting the, the top people in the industry together, sharing and celebrating what what is what I believe to be one of the best industries that we have. One of the best places to do it. We've got one minute left to do your last meal on earth, your desert island dish. Chef James, what would you choose before I cast you off to a desert island where the food is absolutely rubbish? Start a main dessert or need any configuration? Um, it would have to be, let's say, for me, a proper, proper, proper hardcore British Christmas dinner yes. with some South American twists, of Ooh, course. Right. Um, but that, that, that would be it. Literally all on the table, yep. piled up high everywhere. Love it. Dessert, sweet tooth? Super sweet tooth, but, but Christmas pudding. <laughs> and last question. If someone's going to come along, and as many people do, to Cove Beach over the weekend, what is the one thing you're like, you have to eat it, then you feel like you've, you've understood me as a chef, you've had the Cove Beach food experience? Oh my goodness, what an amazing question. 
All right, I would say it has to be our stuffed sea bass, which we call drop the bass. <laughs> So we, we literally stuffed the sea bass really beautifully. No bones, nothing like that. Um, uh, cooked in the wood-fired oven. Incredible. Ah, oh, right. Job done. You've made me hungry. I had a half a salad for my lunch and now tummy's rumbling across the UAE. Chef James Knipe Jacob, thank you so, so much. You can be found at Cove. It's Friday afternoon. Get yourself back to the kitchen, sir. Really appreciate your time. Have a good one. Thank you. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. And what better way to end the week with some sweet, sweet desserts. Uh, really excited to welcome to the studio, uh, not one, but two culinary artists. We have got joining us live, uh, we've got Luigi, who is the culinary director of F&B at the Waldorf Astoria DIFC. And we've got Beth Lauren. She is the artist behind a brand new boutique. It's an online cake boutique that is just live now. And Beth, you've even brought cakes to the studio. How are you this afternoon? I'm good, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. And Luigi, you are a familiar face and voice on Dubai I 103.8. And I really do value your time. I know Fridays are really, really crazy when it comes to all things F&B. But how are things at the hotel? Oh, really good, really good. We are uh, gearing up for a fantastic season ahead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what better introduction than uh, a cake boutique, right? Well, can I ask then, why why introduce um, a cake boutique to the offering? What what did you feel like you could be, you know, feeding the public with that perhaps was missing before? In, in, maybe in the hotel, but certainly in Dubai. Well, from a commercial point of view, right? There is, you know, we uh, as a, we have a very entrepreneurial uh, uh, spirit, right? So we always look for uh, some new revenue streams, right? But um, you know, I think uh, there is a, a, a very uh, g- a clear gap in the market for high quality cake. You know, mm-hmm. that uh, not only look good but they also taste just as good, if not better than what they look. Because, you know, we know we eat with our eyes first. And I have to say, you've brought some incredible cakes. And do ch- check out our uh, our Facebook Live because Beth's going to be talking us through some of the incredible creations. But we've all had that moment. We're like, wow, it looks amazing. And you have a bite and you go, well, that's just, you know, a, a massive exactly, letdown. Yeah. So we're talking about function, form, flavour as well. Beth, when when and why did you first start baking? So my mum used to bake a lot with me when I was little. So food's always kind of been in the family and um, I've just always been naturally artistic. So I did fashion illustration at university um, and I just loved kind of designing things, anything creative. Being artistic with food was really kind of a dream job. Mm -hmm. So that tied with the kind of love of baking with mom just kind of pushed me into opening my own business at at 20, I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And You were 20? So yeah. was, was it a cake shop or, or taking orders? What were you doing at that age? <laughs> so I opened my business with the Prince's Trust in the UK. They helped me because I was so young, they helped me open. Um, it was from mum's kitchen to start with. And then as it got bigger, word of mouth kind of, we spread. And then I roped my sister in, my mum was in, my stepdad was in. So in the kitchen, we were all kind of making thousands of cupcakes and it was all over my mum's house. And it got to the point where... We really had to expand and we found the kind of perfect location in my hometown and opened two shops side by side. 
Wow. That, I love it from, you know, being a kid to having a mini empire on your own doorstep. <laughs> and we're lucky enough to have you here in Dubai, of course. Um, Luigi, can I ask, how did you first hear about Beth? Because, you know, finding the talent is obviously something that you really are interested in as, you know, the director of, of F&B and culinary. And well, finding those right people is often a real challenge. Well, trust me, it hasn't been easy at all. Mm. We've been looking for Beth left, right and centre, really. Um, <laughs> no, but... Um, we actually uh, spotted their talent on uh, social media, on uh, on Instagram. Wow. Our uh, yeah, our uh, talent manager uh, um, at the time, you know, uh, she you know she came to me and said, "Hey, have you seen this uh, this lady on uh, Instagram? I think she you know she looks good. She her product looks very good." What do you think if we give a shot? So slide and, uh, into DMs. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're having a phone call from Walter Pastoria DIFC. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And it's such an iconic hotel as well. You, you're aware of it in the UK. We've got the Waldorf in London. So mm-hmm. when they contacted, it was, yeah, okay, let's let's meet and have a chat. And it was have kind a of fate. Of it was fate. You've brought some really beautiful pieces in today. And as you say, you've obviously got that incredible artistic talent. Um, what are some of your favourite things to bake and decorate? <laughs> I don't know whether I should say this, but I am vegan. Interesting. Recently vegan. Okay. So for the la- last year I turned vegan. Well, so I love the fear. I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> She's looking I mean, at me, right? Yeah, I know. When you work around chefs, they do give you the eyebrow sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're a vegan chef, really? <laughs> but yeah, so we've, we've really tried to bring in some of that sustainability, um, vegan offerings. We also offer gluten-free, sugar-free products. So it's kind of that inclusive market. So mm. anyone who's got any dietary restrictions can shop with us as well. And I've, I'm quite passionate about that. We people feeling included. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a really big thing. Now, speaking yeah. of big things, and the jaw, obviously ginormous, looks like a lotus biscuit cake. It is. What, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> this one's completely vegan. So it's a plant-based Biscoff cake. Oh, yeah. producer so, Rog from the show After Mine is vegan and I'm going to have to fight him off that. Yeah, Luigi knows I'm, I'm obsessed with Biscoff, Biscoff anything. So we, we had to put a Biscoff cake on the menu. We, she has managed to convert me almost. Almost? To, uh, to vegan cakes. Oh, okay, watch this space. And then you've also brought in what looked like, um, almost like, I was thinking like a Magnum ice cream. It looks like it's like an elaborate big cake pop. So this is a chance to try different flavours. Are you going to be selling this kind of selection? Definitely. Yeah. So it is basically a big cake pop. It's what we call a cake to come. So we're launching the new line very soon. So watch this space. It will be in the Waldorf very soon to buy. And all of the flavours match the signature cake line that we have online currently. So tell us about the line then. Make us hungry, Beth. Go (laughs) on, please. Um, So at the moment we have seven signature cakes. Um, One of them, like the one in front of you, is the Biscoff cake, which is completely plant-based but it shouldn't be really lacking in anything. I, I really hope that it doesn't taste vegan. Everyone who's tried it loves it. So it's vegan ganache, it's still whipped buttercream. It's, it's really nice. So I'd like you to try this one. Absolutely well. Um, we also else? do a chocolate cake, which is sugar-free, gluten-free and dairy-free. Okay, I need some sugar. <laughs> I need some dairy in my life. But you, try this. We call it impossible. You, you wouldn't believe it, uh, Helen. Really? You wouldn't believe it. You know, when... when when uh, trust me, we tried so many cakes over the last few months, right? Before, <laughs> it looks green we, at the gills. Before we narrow it down, <laughs> we, before we narrow it down to uh, you know to the seven flavors that um, you know, there's the Biscoff, there's the Impossible. We have my favorite is uh, um, the Cheeky Monkey, which is like a, a caramel uh, banana with salty peanut butter. It's oh. just 
out of this world <laughs> and so forth and so on. No, but, I uh, want to hear all the flavors. So we've got those three. They're what? there. They're there. So uh, talk the me through them. Okay, so there's those three. And then we have white chocolate and raspberry, which was mm. always a classic. It's very English. It's kind of like your Victoria sponge. So I had to bring that with me. Uh, raspberry and pistachio, kind of shout out to the Italians around the hotel. <laughs> uh, that one, Yeah, that one's really nice. We have a classic cocoa, which is a, a triple chocolate cake and a classic carrot cake as well. Oh, love the sound of that. Now, we have got a bit of a surprise for you in just a few minutes. So stay with us for some very happy news of all this cake chat is making you very hungry indeed. Joining us live in the studio, Luigi Vespero, the director of F&B and Culinary, and Beth Lauren, the uh, face and artist behind a new online cake boutique at the Waldorf Astoria DIFC. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. A new online cake boutique uh, brought to you by the Waldorf Astoria DIFC is now live taking orders and even offering cake consultation. The face and the artist behind that project is Beth Lawrence. She's joining us live in the studio now with Luigi Vespero, who is the director of F&B and Culinary. Beth, tell me about a cake consultation. This sounds like a very happy time indeed. What what would happen in that typical session? <laughs> so a cake consultation is where we talk all things cake, basically. So we do it from start to finish we can design the cake for you i normally do a drawing of the cake because of my illustration background it's a I, bit like in the great british bake-off where they bring up the illustration and you're like oh are they going to be able to make it as good as that and you go exactly yes, I can. Yeah. no problem <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so I, I like to do the illustration first so we can di- design something to suit any any kind of need um, weddings, we can take inspiration from the wedding dress, the flowers, literally anything. And we sketch it. We'll do a whole cake tasting with the bride and groom. Oh, this sounds amazing. Fabiola's saying um, her payday treat would be pistachio cake every month. That is that is on your menu as such. So can I ask you, you've got these seven, I guess, your kind of staple range. What can happen with kind of customising flavours or talking there about being vegan or dairy free or sugar free? Can you incorporate some kind of asks on that front as well? Yeah, so at the moment we've got the seven signature flavours. Like Luigi said, we've done a lot of cake tastings. There's, there's been a lot. And these are the, the seven most amazing flavours. So you can buy these on our website, which is Cape Boutique DIFC. Um, and then phase two, which is our second set of cakes that we'll be launching, was the celebration cakes, which are customisable. If they'd like to come and meet me, we can sit and sketch like I've just talked to you about. Or you can buy the cakes off the website, which is the celebration designs. So anything from baby shower to birthday. I've just had a bite of the white chocolate and raspberry. Oh my days. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. And beautiful, really genuinely beautiful. Thank you. Um, so uh, we do have some exciting news because next week we've had fitness prizes this week. <laughs> next week we're going to be giving you cake. Um, Beth and Luigi have very kindly offered up a cake every single day next week. So if you've got a celebration coming up, it could be a birthday. It could just be a Thursday and you want to have an amazing cake. Um, make sure you're with us on Afternoons with me, Helen Farmer, next week for your chance to win some very sweet treats. Um, so Luigi, tell us a little bit more about what's happening at the hotel. What are you scheming? Oh, there is a lot of cooking in the pot. Uh, <laughs> Always <laughs> with you. Always. <laughs> we, um, well, we obviously we put a lot of focus now on uh, the cake boutique, um, but uh, we are getting up for the season. So, um, why do you say the season? Like, so when I worked in magazines, we would mm. start thinking about Christmas in 
August. Is that the same in F and B? Are you um, already thinking about uh, National Day? Se- in- um, festive season is part of the season. Yeah. Uh, when we're talking about the season, you know, we're talking about you know the the next uh, uh, six seven months where uh, you know the weather change and mm. the, the city comes back to life after summer, uh, when there is a lot of activation planned, right? And what we are about to launch in the next couple of weeks, it's a brand new concept for uh, brunch Ooh. at uh, our winning bull and bear now this is one of the most fun brunches historically um kind of wolf of wall street themed obviously amazing food but real kind of party feel what are you planning can you tell us stay tuned oh come on <laughs> you big you big tease okay i'm gonna have to come back to talk I about know that i know it will be worth waiting for we were just talking to james knight uh Pacheco before about yeah. how they changed their menu at cove but depending on, on the weather, what about you guys at Wolver Story DFC? Are you thinking about activating outdoor spaces again? Are you thinking about seasonality of produce or even the type of clientele that are coming through the hotel? Absolutely. You know, uh, it's a very interesting question because during the during the time that I spent here in Dubai, one thing that I noticed is that uh, although, you know, um, uh, let's say November, December, where the weather is beautiful, right, for us, but we still, uh, we still have that, you know, sentiment that is winter. So we still want to link up to, uh, you know, perhaps to a more European food where uh, you, wo- you want a warm soup, perhaps, I, I'm right? Like, I'm like, where's the beef bognon? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we do... We, so just, uh, um, you know, on the contrary, when summer comes, we tend to light it up with the menu. Mm-hmm. And when winter comes, you know, we're going to go and be more like braised meat and uh, and so forth and so on. But of course, we will keep a close eye on the alfresco dining mm-hmm. um, for our Bullenberg Terrace. Oh, Beth, it's so lovely to have you part of that family, I'm sure. Um, what are you most looking forward to when it comes to the launch of the Cake Boutique at uh, Waldorf Astoria DIFC? Oh, there's so many things. I mean, I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. So seasonally, that's going to be really nice. We've got some really, really nice designs in the pipeline for Christmas. So, you know, we'll be, this space. yeah, some like nice Christmassy flavors and designs coming this way. Well, so many people saying their paid day treat is we've had carrot cake. Fabiola says saying pistachio cake. And as I said, next week, we will be treating you, our lovely listeners, to an incredible treat from the Cake Boutique. In the meantime, if you do want to check out the website, um, Instagram, it's the Cake Boutique DIFC and the full range is on there. You've got your 24 carrot cake, your pistachio and raspberry, cocoa. And as Beth said, some great sugar-free and vegan options on there too. Guys, thank you so much. Congratulations on the launch. Lovely to have you with us. And thank you for bringing a little sweet treat for my end. Enjoy. You're welcome. Absolutely will. My kids are going to be here in about 10 minutes and they are going to destroy (laughs) everything you have brought in. (laughs) Luigi speaking to us live in the studio. Luigi Vespera is the Director of F&B and Culinary at the Waldorf Astoria DAFC. And Beth Lauren from The Cake Boutique. So make sure you're with us next week. We're going to be treating you to some really delicious desserts here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We're talking the latest food news, talking travelling as well. Dan Faze with us in the studio, food writer extraordinaire. Um, here's my question to you. If I was going to give you 500 dirhams to spend in Spinneys, Dan, what would you spend it on? 
Oh, wow. Um, probably some meat for the barbecue. Yeah, I know. Some good wag. So they've got, or maybe not wag but for the barbecue, but they've got some really, really good cuts. We've just been hearing from Tiffany there about going to Australia and learning about the farms and the suppliers. Great to have you with us. How's it going? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been ages. Uh, I thought it would be quite strange if we'd seen each other in Portugal because we had almost identical holidays. Yeah, we were kind of like giving each other little, travel tips whilst tips. we were there. So tell us, we're going to be talking about some of the favourite things we've eaten on our travels, either this summer or ever, because I'm a firm believer that that's often what stands out from a holiday. It's the, the things you eat, it's those memories around a table, and the food in Portugal absolutely blew me away. So we both went to Lisbon. I'd never been before. My one regret is that we had the children. <laughs> Not ever, but... On, on, you know, a couple of nights off would have been nice to enjoy some some meals out. What were some of your culinary highlights of Lisbon? So of Lisbon, um, so obviously the pastas. I'm going to get absolutely slated by some Portuguese people. Yeah, I was having an average of three custard tarts per day. Yeah, so um, <laughs> one of our friends, Sarah, she recommended the best place to go for it and it was awesome. Ooh, was that the one you got a queue outside? It's got like a blue awning. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I think we got there quite early, so we we didn't have to queue for too long, but it was so good. So I bought myself a custard tart. Doesn't sound quite as nice as pasta nata from Spinney's the weekend. And it stood up. I have to say, I I was trying to go 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 cold turkey on the custard tart (laughs) after gaining three kilos in three weeks. Um, Oh, I gained, I think, 10 kilos <gasps> in two weeks or something. No, sorry, sorry, not 10 kilos. Sorry, seven, seven kilos. Ten, it was 10 kilos. So I had like two back-to-back trips and it was 10 kilos within the two back-to-back trips. But I it was, thought, yeah, I, I think it was about seven kilos I put on in Portugal. N- no regrets at all. So custard tarts. And then you went to Sintra. We, we had an amazing day at Sintra. And then you went to Porto, which I've never been to. And that's almost heralded as, as being an even more impressive foodie destination than Lisbon. What was your take? So, yeah, we really liked Porto. So the reason why we were in Porto is that we were there for a wedding in Braga. So it was kind of a nice little stop-off point. Um, So we went to this place called Casa de Cha Boa Nova, I think it's called. (laughs) Don't look at me for validation. I think I spoke about it before and... My wife texting straight away and she's like, you need to start getting the name of that restaurant right. And I feel really bad. But it's a two Michelin star place and it's right on the sea. Um, and it's just the most beautiful designed. It was a 21 course degustation menu. Oh my God, there's the seven which kilos. Sounds, which, yeah, yeah, it probably was just that meal alone that got the uh, the weight increase. But it was it was so nice. And they even had this amazing feature where when you get to the dessert, they go around um, to the back of the restaurant and push this button and the entire... So, so they've got these glass windows and then all the glass windows just all come up and you've just got the sea breeze coming in. Oh, you can just hear the sea wow. and you just sit there and have your coffee at the end of the meal. And it was just one of the most magical experiences. And, and my wife's not a massive seafood fan and she managed, I think, a 17-course degustation and, and she loved it as well, but... For, really, really good. We we went to Jose Alvarez's restaurant, his pizza place in Lisbon, because I was with the kids and my kids uh, ate pizza most days, um, which was phenomenal. But we didn't really, because we had the children, get to get the chance to do anything kind of super high end. But in Lisbon, we went to a restaurant called Romero's, which is it's like 50 years old. It's over three stories. Imagine Ravi's, but seafood, right? Um, super basic, kind of almost cafeteria style, um, quite gruff waiters. 
Um, Anthony Bourdain went there and that's where the chefs go. This is like the, the chef's, you know, kind of hangout. Nice. And the food was amazing. We had, you know, clams and we had amazing giant prawns. But then they were like, okay, do you want dessert? We were like, okay, it's, we haven't really finished with the savoury, but okay. And what they call dessert is a really thin flash fried steak sandwich Ooh, in that sounds good. super soft bread and a bit of mustard so you have your seafood you have the dessert and then you might have another main or two before having the real dessert which was chocolate mousse and i was really surprised at the affordability so ramiro's would be my kind of top pick out of lisbon and then we went to one restaurant um which was kind of quite a, a bit um a bit further away and that ser- didn't even have a menu all they serve Legit, all they serve, piri-piri chicken, fries, rice, and tomato and onion I salad. I went to the exact same place. <laughs> did you? I was just about to mention Did that you queue? Uh, yeah, we did queue, yeah. We got there because we're keen I beans. know exactly where you mean. It's it, it's down like a little side alley, yes. isn't it? And it's just rammed that all was the it. time. That was it. We we got there when it opened at 6.30 and people were queuing, yep. like literally around the corner. And they've got, you know, they'll serve drinks and things and try and sell you stuff and you're waiting in the queue. It was packed yeah. absolutely packed you can what the other thing i thought was really interesting about portugal and a lot of european countries is you've got career waiters you've got yeah. like older generations working in the f&b industry who've been doing it for decades and yeah. I, I found that such a kind of I don't know, just an adjustment to think about that kind of hospitality sector. I, I do love it. So there, were, there was a place in New York that I went to um, a few years ago now called Gramercy. Mm, I've been there. Yeah, it's a one star, and the it's I'd say it's probably got about sixty covers. Not not the biggest restaurant, but it's just a husband and wife team who just run the floor, mm-hmm. and that and that's the only staff who run the floor. If you think about Dubai, you go to a restaurant here, and you mm-hmm. can be the only couple in there, and there's probably about fifteen people there yeah, to serve you everything. But here it was just like this this husband and wife just swanning around around the restaurant, just gliding and talking to everyone and it was just so incredible to Uh, watch and that's why travel is amazing i've got a would you rather for you you can't win this prize by the way but someone out there can and so every day this week we're we're putting some random questions to you because they were said want to want to get to know you a little bit better so would you rather have unlimited international first class plane tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants ever again Dan, what's your take? Oof, that is a tough one. But I think I'd have to go for the flights. I think I would too. Just because my analytical brain's like cogs are turning and I feel like there's more value there. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're going to get more, more <laughs> bang boring, for your buck. boring answer. No, but... it's not at all. Also, I've never, I've never flown first class, so I'd like that opportunity. And after doing eight hours to Portugal, longer than I thought... I think we just need a bit more luxury in our lives. Now, there is no right or wrong answer here. We are playing Would You Rather. Would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets for the rest of your life or never have to pay for food at a restaurant ever again? You will never see a bill, okay? You never do the awkward kind of signing in the air thing, ever. You have to... Tempt me now, that. He's tempting oh, me now. Dan's changing his mind. <laughs> He's changing so you can his eat mind. every single day. You're not going to fly every single day. Oh, yeah. Listen, this is, this is why it's a tricky would you rather. Mm. All right. I'll talk to you about some other ones that I can't <laughs> talk about on the radio in a minute. 
it's the best game. What would you choose? Siva saying unlimited tickets for sure. Tickets, says Hillary, with about 10 exclamation marks. Um, there is no right or wrong answer. I have to say, most people are going for travel at the minute. Um, so what about you? Let me know. Vera saying first class tickets. Travel everywhere. Traveling is one of my foods for the soul. And Watson said, with the money saved on flying first class, I'd spend it on delicious food. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinnies. Eat well, live well. On hand with the latest news and reviews and taking your questions too is food writer Dan Faith. Um, a question here say, from Piero saying, looking for a guy's dinner out venue, ideally steak, not a rip-off, not a party scene, but not fine dining either. Can't think. I've got one. What would you suggest? So, in all honesty, I think I cook steak better than most of the places oh, that I go. So I re- it's very rare that I go out for, because it's it's like three, four hundred dooms for a steak that I can kind of buy for 50 dooms and reverse sear on my barbecue and it'd be amazing. So I, I'm really like begrudged when I go out and have a steak. Mm-hmm. But somewhere that has been highly recommended to me, I think it's called JW's and it's in the JW Marriott, but the one in... Uh, is it dearer yeah so there's there's the one on top of the one in business bay that's really good but it's quite expensive if you're looking for kind of there's that uh, i think it's prime 60 prime 68 yeah 68 yeah. yeah which is good it is good i'd say that's more fine dining yeah there's that, that... one not far from here called um it's a hunter and barrel Oh, she's going to have a quick Google. Yeah, Hunter and Hunter Barrel. Hunter Barrel has got a really great atmosphere. Yeah, that's and in JLT, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's in the Vida at Emirates Hills. Yeah, Hunter and Barrel. There you go, mm. Emirates Hills. I don't think it's a total rip-off. They've got sharing stuff. They've got decent steaks. Um, got a bar there as well. So it's not a party scene, but there's definitely more atmosphere than a, perhaps a more kind of uppity. I tell you where it's good. Swiss butter. Oh my God, the one on Shakespeare Road. Oh. I haven't been. Oh my I drive past Lord. it every single day. What is it? It's it's one of them amazing places that just doesn't have a big menu. They mainly just do steak and salmon and it comes in this amazing sauce and it comes with either a jacket potato, which is amazing, or chips that are amazing, or fries, if, if you will. And it's just great. And that's pretty much all that they sell. And it's really cheap and there fantastic. You, there you go. Really, really like Swiss butter. And we've had some recommendations on the text line for you as well, Piero. Um, rare Desert Palm, best place to steak. <gasps> That's where I live. Oh, there you go. Apparently the steak's better at your villa than it is at Rare, though. Is that true? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on. on any opinions of that hotel. <laughs> it, is, it is a gr- no, but the steak there is fantastic. I haven't been for a few years. And what was the pangolin is now the green room. Um, thank you for this saying the green room, great for a lad's night. Pool, dart, golf, simulator and great steaks. So thank you. Also, question asking about a breakfast uh, Jono says any breakfast recommendations just me and the wife on Sunday morning the kids have got an activity ideally not too far from the beach appreciate it but first of all Dan it's a it's a hard and fast rule in farmer's kitchen you're not allowed to come on unless you bring me some food so what what's in your bag of tricks in the green room so I went to common grounds for lunch today because oh, I was I, uh, I had a meeting near there so I nipped to Mall of the Emirates they, so they do this one dish that I'm obsessed with and it's palm heart tacos so I did vegan from I, I did Veganuary and kept it going for three months. Wow. Yeah, I was quite impressed with myself, but my wife wasn't because she was absolutely fed <laughs> up of eating vegan food for about... Like, after a month, she was like, oh, I'm glad this is over, and I yeah. kept it going. Like but, I, I support you, but also don't want you to do this anymore. Yeah, so palm hearts. I've never had them before, and they're literally like these 
I don't even know how to explain them. It's just some kind of like seed thing that comes from a palm tree and they deep fry it and it's really, really nice. Ooh, is that really, what you really had for your good. lunch? Yeah, it's really healthy as well. And the beautiful team there decided to treat us with some cookies and donuts and cake. Thank you. Well, my, so, my kids are going to be in the green room because we're going off to Hatter for our road trip. Very nice. Um, They'll be here in about half an hour. So I think I might need to nip out and enjoy some of those yeah, cookies and cakes. Yeah, that's if I'm them first. Oh, so right. I had, a, I had a try of the, uh, I mean, we both did, didn't we? We had, we had one of the cookies, cookies already. Very so good. I love Common Grounds. They do a katsu chicken bowl there, which I mm. absolutely love. Well, thank you, guys. Um, can we go to the text line? A message here from Jono saying, Hi, guys. Any breakfast recommendations? It's just for me and the wife. On Sunday morning, the kids have an activity, so not too far from the beach. Appreciated. This is my hood. The beach is my area. Um, we go to the beach quite a lot and often go to Circle Cafe, um, a kite beach, which is just a good, faithful one. Um, if, if it's just you and your wife, Jono, you might want to go a, a little bit fancier. Um, and Odeon has opened maybe about a year ago now. It's at the bottom of Amar Sheaf Street. So you go past um, Maria Benitez down towards Beach Road and it's right in front of you, a big blue and white building. And on the ground floor they have got like boulangerie fromagerie um so you can buy little lovely things and then upstairs they've got the restaurant and they have amazing egg dishes they bake all the baguettes fresh on the premises as well it's really lovely and very calm and yeah and they do they do really great food in the evening too what would you say um i like surf house cafe and it's dog friendly as well so I've got a little sausage dog, so it's always nice when we can go somewhere and bring him. What's your sausage dog called? Chico. Chico. Um, I have never had an acai bowl. I know. I know. How am I allowed to exist in 2022 with never wow. having had one? But my friend, who is a bit of an expert on this, says that Surf Cafe has the best acai bowls mm. in the city. So, Jono, hopefully that'll help you out a bit. So where have you been recently in Dubai that you think is, is worth a visit, worth our money, Dan? Lento. Lento. Lento, yeah. Really, really, really good. So it's a, um Emirati-owned uh, burger place. And I know, obviously, there's a lot of burger places popping up around town. So where is it? It is... Great question. It's on Al Wassel Road. So Jumeirah is burger town. But Al Wassel Road's about 50 kilometres <laughs> long, so I know that's really, really not helpful at all. <laughs> and on. I even went there the other day. I've got your back. I've got your back. I've yeah, got your back. find it out. It's, it's sort of like parallel to kind of where Mall of the Emirates is, but on Al Wassel Road, so that end of Al Wassel Road. I know where you are. It is, I think it's near um, Althania, near the Waitrose. Yeah. But so what's great about it is that they use very, very good quality ingredients. And I'm told of, from good authority that they put a lot of work into the mise en plus. Mm-hmm. Um, the fries are triple cooked, really, really crispy, tasty, delicious. All the burgers use very, uh, I say premium ingredients, not in the sense of that they put gold leaf and truffle and caviar and everything good. like most other restaurants in Dubai. But just really good quality meat, pressed burgers, the fried chicken burgers were absolutely unreal i took a couple of my colleagues and we all just were obsessed with how good they were and i'd been out the night before and had quite a late night so i was in need of um, some fried chicken some fried chicken and it it did not disappoint it was absolutely delicious and lento lento yeah i've honestly found out some fantastic places through farmer's kitchen and often from guests such as yourself but often from the text line as well so if you want to share where you've been recently that is well worth a bit of radio love and some some business. Please do get in touch and let us know on 4001. Um, I took one of your recommendations recently and finally went to Off Ali. Oh, yeah. Um, and it 
did not disappoint. It's, for, it's brilliant, oh, isn't it's it? It's absolutely brilliant. Um, this is at Wassel 51 on our Wassel Road. The other end, though, um, down to kind of Jamira two-way. And it was like a real foodie experience. Yeah. Mohamed Afali was there, the chef, and he was on hand. It was like every single dish had a story. Every dish had a reason to be there. And I absolutely, there are a few things. He's I, such a gentleman. Oh, he he's is such the, the, he's the nicest guy. guy. I'm, I'm so happy that they're doing yeah. so well. I really, really And, and I definitely think it, it would be in line for a star next year. Like based on some of the other restaurants as well that got a star, like I would probably elevate a Farley above it. And I think mm. he was quite unfortunate not to get one this time. But the way he's going, I'm sure that he's going to be there. And he's really, really flying the flag for sort of like the best local uh, homegrown concepts out there. That was my pick. I thought the prices were great. Yeah. There was an amazing duck salad and the desserts. Oh. Unbelievable. And I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but I think I ate three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another contributing factor to the, uh, <laughs> the weight, weight gain. <laughs> Dan, for anyone who wants to check you out on social, follow your adventures, your honest reviews, what's the best way of getting in touch? So I'm on Instagram as foodwriterdan. Does what it says on the tin. Does what it says on the tin. And lastly, where are you off to this weekend? So this weekend, I am cooking pizzas at home. Good for and you. And having a relaxing weekend because I'm going away next week. So. I, um, I bought my husband a pizza oven and it is the gift that keeps giving yep. to me. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. Yesterday a I was selfish present. Yesterday I was making pizza dough at home and making the sauces. And I've got I've got Courtney coming round who's a guest on the show quite often. So we're going to have some pizzas at ours and sit around the pool. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much, Dan. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinnies. Eat well, live well. Great to have you with us. We are talking food this afternoon and sometimes it's about eating at home and cooking. Sometimes it's about going out and letting someone else do the hard hard work and heavy lifting. Miriam is with us today. She's the head of events at Italy and we're celebrating Italy at Italy. How are you this afternoon? <laughs> I'm very good, Helen. Thank you so much. Well, we are going to be making people hungry this afternoon and maybe educating them as well because you're really celebrating the essence of Italian culture and food. Um, for anyone that hasn't been to Italy before, can you explain a little bit about, I guess, the concept and what's on offer there? Well, uh, the concept, I think, is already well known. We have been in Dubai market for uh, for a long time, but at Italy at the beach, I think one of our specialities is that we are the first licensed venue in the Middle East. So uh, that makes it special. And on top of that, we offer, this is an interactive space, so we don't just treat it as the usual restaurant. There is so many things going on from masterclasses to aperitivo italiano to brunch to different sort of events. So we love entertaining and we love engaging with our guests. What do you think it is about Italy that's really kind of captured everyone's imagination and, and appetite? What do you think makes it special? Well, uh, I think uh, the motto itself speaks a little bit more than just food. So mm-hmm. it's eat, shop and learn. So is a space where you can actually shop all the ingredients that you consume in a dish. And it's very, very Ooh, interesting. Okay, like, so let's give us an example. So let's, I, what's your favourite thing on the Italy menu? I do love spaghetti Italy. Okay, <laughs> that's, so let's that's use, my all-time favourite. Let's use that as an example. Sure. You come in, you order the dish, and you think, oh my gosh, I want this again. You could <laughs> buy everything you need. Exactly, yeah. Our retail team will basically guide you. We have all the pastas, sauces, um, olive oils, everything that, you know, makes... Italy, Italian, is there on the shelves and then we show you which pasta it is and which sauce and you can actually recreate the dish at home uh, yourself and how you do that, we offer masterclasses and this is the learn element of Italy. Uh, I'm, so I'm so glad you said that because I love, I love eating 
Um, luckily, I'm married to a man who is really good at cooking. That is lucky. I, I know <laughs> it was it was intentional, um, but I'm I'm just not confident in the kitchen, to be honest. And I think an awful lot of people feel this way that. You know, my husband invited people over for a dinner party next week, and I'm already thinking, "Oh crikey, what, what he's going to cook? Yeah, what are you going <laughs> to what are you going to cook?" But if, but if if someone gives me unlimited budget, I've got the kitchen to myself. I can I can pull together a meal for mm-hmm. six people, but I don't relish the thought of that. I think an awful lot of people are like, "Oh, I love entertaining, I love cooking for people." I've just got that missing, and it's it's a totally a confidence thing because I've never really learned. How to, I mean, I can feed myself, I can feed my family, but never in a way that I would be really proud of, I suppose. So tell us a little bit about the masterclasses. Well, the uh, masterclasses, we have uh, cooking masterclasses, we have tastings, we have uh, pairings of uh, beverages and different cheese and cold cuts. So it goes all, all around. It celebrates the Italian culture overall. Uh, but for um, uh, cooking masterclasses, for example, we can teach you how to make a pizza from scratch. Our chef will be there with you, you know, guiding you through the experience. It usually lasts, you know, hour and a half where you are basically with the professionals who does that for a living. And they give you all the tips uh, on how to do things they take you through. So basically, at the end, you have a dish that is made by you and you know how to cook it like an Italian. This sounds like a good um, date. It is. Nothing. <laughs> it is, Helen. I think, I mean, either for couples that perhaps don't know each other that well and you need a bit of an activity or couples that haven't really got anything to say each other, to each other anymore. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Maybe not for the first date, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Or you could have your kind of lady in the tramp eating spaghetti moment. That's always a you know. Yeah, that's the most romantic romantic setting. That's correct. Um, A message here from Jay saying, um, "Is there a brunch? You just mentioned brunch. There, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, our brunch is going to be fantastic. We are actually launching it tomorrow. That's going to be the first one. Uh, We basically start with the feast to the eye moment. Uh, We offer thirteen starters, appetizers to start with." Uh, that's sh- you know served as a buffet. So thirteen, thirteen, yeah, wow. yeah. It's okay. going to be a lot of food. So Good. stretch your trousers. <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> Don't eat anything before. <laughs> So after that is a, is a basically table service, uh, sharing of all the dishes. There are pastas. There are something for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's I think what makes it interesting is first of the variety. Second, we are going to host it on our second floor. So our restaurant is basically two floors, and we have you know two outdoor terraces, and we're gonna host the brunch upstairs. And there is this picturesque view of Ain Dubai and you know Arabian Gulf. The sea is there. The beaches there is a perfect way to transport yourself into a coast of Italy mm. and uh, we're going to have a live entertainment as well that's also you know the Italian songs at the, at the background is going to be beautiful I really advise them to check us out oh that sounds lovely there you go Jay yes the brunch is launching tomorrow so tell us a little bit more about the lineup for September what's in the diary well we have uh, launched our master classes you know last month uh, that's going to uh, we are going to have master classes like around 13 to 15 of them you can check our calendar what? So, yeah. so you mentioned that pizza making. What other things could people be learning? Uh, pizza making. It could be pasta making. It could be... Uh, we have a beverage classes as well. We teach you how to do your drinks like an Italian. We have uh, pairings of uh, different kind of things. Uh, we have beautiful cheese room and uh, you can do cheese and cold cuts, where the cheese comes from, which region, how and why and how it's produced. So we take you through many, many different things. And uh, there are kids classes as well. So we want our young chefs to start very early. <laughs> how, okay, my, now my kids are currently in the green room. They're climbing all over the sofas. <laughs> 
and I think trying to eat some of the cakes. How young would you start with those young chefs? As young as, as they are, as long as they can actually function in the kitchen, of course. <laughs> no. As long as, they, as long as they can listen to instructions. Also, no. <laughs> well, you would know if your kid could, uh, you know. What, what's interesting is they'll never listen to me, but they would listen to someone in Chef's Whites. Okay. So, okay, that's lucky. But. So we got them covered. Whenever they feel like they can do a little bit of an exercise, of course, with them, we, we engage in a different, different level. Uh, we don't give them a very hard task. It's usually you know small bits and but it makes them proud uh, mm-hmm. with you know wearing the wearing the chef hat and taking the pictures is is an experience oh so um, a member of Bashir's going where is the brunch so there is the new brunch um, Italy at the beach has just opened at the beach yeah, Italy Joker. at the beach we are located in pavilion so there you go if you want the details of that drop me a little line and as you said the full calendar of the masterclasses is on the website it's available yeah you can uh, you can contact us uh, from reservations at celebratingmoments.com or from our landline which is 04561185 there you go taste of Italy and uh, a masterclass to beat Miriam thank you so much for your time thank wishing you, you so, a so wonderful much, weekend ahead this is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Spinneys eat well live well Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.